Mom said she doesn't know why we'd make these stupid podcasts. She listened to it and it's just us giggling our way through a stupid discussion, which was very loving. What a rude bitch. Hello and welcome to a mini-sode of Not Without My Sister. Hi, Rosemary. Hi, Beatrice. So, Rosemary, this week I was on spring break. I was at home tidying up and and by myself. Oh, everything I listened to was annoying me on music, musically, like on my phone. So, Hang on, by yourself. Have you forgotten that you have four kids? Oh, yeah. Well, they were just like, maybe that's why the music was annoying me, because they were screaming and the music was <laughs> annoying me. I was coming out of my phone. I couldn't find anything to turn it on speaker-wise. Couldn't connect it to the Bluetooth. It was annoying me. Anyway, I was rearranging bedrooms, so I had a lot of time as I was tuning out the screaming to think. And one of the things I started thinking about was your book, Rosemary, which I don't know if you want to give a little bit of uh, detail there of it. Yeah, my my whip, my work in progress. I'm currently finishing the writing of a book called This Is Not About You, a series of essays basically about every man I've ever slept with. No, every man I've ever dated. And do you define yourself by the men you've dated, Rosemary? I mean, it seems like this is very focused. Is it about you or is it about them? Well, the title is This Is Not About You. It's basically about what all of these men, all these men that I chose and that I led away with the worst behavior ever, what it says about me, which is nothing good. <laughs> That's basically basically what the whole thing is about is like, see how I, how I have let these men define me for two decades. And it all ended up grand because here I am now married and pregnant. <laughs> Delighted with myself. I, know, right? <laughs> I was about to say how I let these men define me and then I moved to America and within four months I was pregnant and engaged. I'd found a new man to define me and defile me. Exactly. To define you in American. To de- did he, def- he, he defined you probably totally differently. So it, all of this anyway led me to think, Rosemary, what book, like if there was a book that you could have written, could have written, what would it have been? What book do you wish you had written? If any. Okay, so th- there's more than one for like different reasons, right? Okay, go ahead. For example, I wish I had written... The Secret by Rona Watserchops. Can't even remember her name. One of the worst books I have ever written, but she's now a multi-gazillionaire. Sorry, I'm one of the worst books I've ever read. I'm imagining <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote it now. But like literally one of these books that I read and I was like, this is such rubbish. Like so crowded, not even well written. The, the thoughts and ideas in it I found absolutely, like actually offensive. Puerile. There's one bit where she's talking about, not even puerile, but she's talking about the the power of positive thinking, right? There's one part where she says, you might ask yourself, if, the, if positive thinking can, can get you positive things, when negative things happen, does that mean, she says something like, when, when natural disasters like tidal waves and earthquakes happen, does that mean people were thinking negatively? And she basically says, yes, there must have been enough people thinking negatively to bring on that natural disaster. It's actually outrageous. Like, such blaming like not of like not of victims even but such like absolute disregard for for the idea that there are circumstances in which people find themselves through no fault of their own so you know what i mean yeah yeah i do know what you mean there's no such thing as just happenstance yes i wish i was that dickhead who had written that dickhead book and now i would be a multi-gazillionaire and hated by people like me but rich so i wouldn't care what about what was 50 shades did you not wish you you'd, you'd have written that 
Yeah, actually. No, no, no. Twilight. I wish I'd written Twilight. Could you? Could you think you could? I mean, think you'd be able to. I don't mean, but no. I mean, I, I feel like Fifty Shades I mean, every time I ever, I mean, there are moments where in my life I, I'm like, I should jump on this Mills and Boone bandwagon and just, you know, get an easy book. And I'm sure the writers are going, it wasn't that easy. But like the minute I start writing anything about anybody kissing anybody you can only imagine like that's the the tip I'm of sure the iceberg lips rosemary if you curls up pardon. your eyes squint <laughs> your entire face is like oh i can just imagine it now like you've just sucked a lemon oh god i am um, so this book that i'm writing about about the men that i've dated there are some mentions of sex in it like you know i talk about losing my virginity or i i talk about faking orgasms and i talk about i mean i've actually only done that once are you serious? Orgasm once, and I was like, "What's the point of this?" Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. It was this Australian guy, and he just kept going. I really want you to come for me, and I was like, "Rosemary, fine." It's like grand. But listen, this what all I was oh, about to say was that like all I keep imagining is mom and dad listening to the podcast or reading that book, so I never could. I know. I can tell. I can tell by your face. Your nose has gone all oh, red. I'm actually mortified right now. But like, so what? So when you write these things, how do you feel about it? Like, do you do you feel like you're being honest? I feel like I'm being mostly honest, but I basically. I don't think there's a single and I'm going to have to I'm going to have to go over and rewrite and rewrite and edit because basically I'm making every single moment in my life where I've had sex seem either hilarious or awful in a kind of hilarious way. Like I cannot write about sex and even think about trying to make it sound sexy. Do you know what I mean? That's mortifying to me. Like it's 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 much easier for me to be like, I'm going to write about this calamitous like moment of unsexy sex. That's much easier than I'm going to write about this time that I had a wonderful sexual experience. I can't do that. That's difficult. Have you had any? One or two. What about, what was that phrase I used the other day? Do you feel that you're being, though, like honest enough with the, with the reader? Do you feel like that you're really getting to the, what should I say, scraping the innards or something? Scraping something. <laughs> scraping the... It was stupid, whatever it was. I thought it was very poetic, personally. <laughs> Well, that's basically what I was saying to you. So my my first draft, I feel, was very kind of surfacey. And it was like telling the stories of dating these men the way I would tell a friend as in, oh, my God, you'll never guess I used to go out with this guy. And, you know, make it an entertaining story and kind of tell all the bad bits. Whereas in the second pass, I'm trying to be a little bit more honest. And I mean, it's really difficult. I'm working on one chapter now where like every page I'm going, oh, my God, this is just awful because it was an awful relationship. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm not trying to find the funny parts of it, but I'm literally writing it going, this is just really sad. And I'm trying to trying to get that over with. But I'm trying to kind of find a balance where, you know, there are moments that are going to be entertaining, but there are also moments that are really honest and, and hard, whether that's because I projected something onto a relationship that wasn't there or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it transpired. Well, I read a thing the other day, as you know, I like, what's his name? Philip Richard Russo. Richard Russo. I don't know what I was calling him. Philip Russo there. F- Richard Russo. And I was reading his book on um, The Destiny Thief, which is a series of essays that he's written about how he came to be a writer and his view on writing, etc. And he, he, he quoted another writer and he said, as she once said, what happened to the writer is not what matters. What matters is the large sense that the writer is able to make of what happened. And I thought that was really interesting because uh, as you know, I read a book this week, another series of essays by an Irish writer that I thought was not good, right? To be very frank, he or she shall remain unnamed. I thought it was quite atrocious. 
But it be- was because it didn't tell me anything more profound or give- leave me with anything. It just told me like, I went to the sweet shop. I picked up some sweets. I came home. It was like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I wasn't, there was no bigger takeaway or bigger, you know, insight or anything. It was just this, this, this. And, and that's fine if you're like an exceedingly gifted writer and there's an arc of a plot but this was just these separate instances so i'm hoping that there will be profound insights from you into your into your brain and your life and just the state of romance and sexuality in general rosemary how are you going to feel about reading about my sex life because you don't really like when i talk about it i don't like when you talk about it in front of thousands of people and it's actually, I actually don't care about you talking about, I actually could give two craps. Actually, it's not the thousands of people. It's the two specific people who are listening. It's mom and, mom dad. and dad. Yeah, that's the only two people. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> only because I just go, oh, I know how much mom is cringing. Not even inwardly, outwardly. You know, I sent mom a photograph. I mean, maybe this is TMI. I sent mom a photograph. I bought these um, maternity bras, you know, that have the little flaps that flap down so you can feed the baby. Yeah. So I thought this was hilarious and I flapped the flap down and sent mom a photo. And it was one of those photos, like I took a selfie and you couldn't tell that my whole tit was out until you clicked into the photograph. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I know. So I was like, open for a surprise. And she just writes back, oh my goodness, I was sitting next to your father when I opened that. And I'm literally like, I actually could not care less. I'm like, I don't know why she thinks that I'm like, not dad. No, I think she's just, she just hope springs eternal. (laughs) Am I the weirdo? It's mom. I'm probably me. Um, on a serious note, though, I wish I had written The Art of Fielding by Chad Harbour. I love that. book you recommended to me and I actually read, because you're always recommending books to me, some of which I do read and some of which I forget oh, that about. That was amazing. It was amazing. Mom only mentioned yeah. that and to it, me I, recently as a terrible recommendation. That stupid book you recommended to me with that stupid sport. That's because she, she read the back and it said it was about cricket yeah. or something. And then she just, every page she was like, this is about cricket. Even though like it wasn't <laughs> ostensibly about, but like every page she was just imagining cricketeers. I can, I can just see oh, it Oh, she was giving out, literally randomly recently she was criticising, I, I, I'd never read a book you recommend to me anymore. Thanks a lot. What's that other book about, oh my God, I can see it, about the circus. It was kind of big a couple of years ago about this couple who fall in love and oh. I think they... They, they go and, and join a travelling circus. Black and red cover. I'll actually, yes, have it and I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes because I recently read a piece about how the author of that lost every single cent she made because she used it to try and campaign to free this man from death row. Her name is Sarah something. But anyway, I'll find it and put it in the show notes and I'll, I'll put a link to that article because it was very interesting. But mom, mom read this book and like this book is about love and about kind of adventure and about people kind of getting away from or breaking out of their own circumstances or their own environment. A mom was like, I'm never reading another book about animals ever again. Oh, <laughs> just so many, animals. the lion and the tiger. I just couldn't. I hate books about oh animals. My. <laughs> Poor mom. What books do you wish you'd written other than Margaret Heffernan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anna Green Gables. So brilliant. So brilliant. And then I'd have loads of TV shows made. Gilbert would be amazing. <laughs> Gilbert Blythe. God, I'd love it. Actually, they were Canadian, not British, but I'd love it. 
I'll say, Rosemary, on that note, when you publish your book and the proceeds from your book, do you plan to use it to campaign for good or what, what should you be doing with the spoils of your, of your hard work? I mean, Beatrice. <laughs> do you know why you brought that up? <laughs> it's taken me about like three years, if, if not more, to actually write this book. So by the time I get the whatever, probably like optimistically speaking, six and a half grand I'll make from that book, I'll probably be putting it into the cost of repairing my car windscreen. Oh, bad news. So, Rosemary, when can we expect to see this this epic tome on our shelves, on bookshelves near you? So I'm publishing it with Unbound, which is a kind of a crowdfunding publisher. It's currently at 64%. That's great. So when it gets to 100%, it's kind of guaranteed to be published. I'm very optimistic that it will get to 100%. I'm hoping basically to get it written and sent in to them before the baby arrives because I feel like once the baby arrives won't be doing nothing. You won't be doing anything. Won't Agreed. Be doing Agreed. And listen, if some people want to support you, Rosemary, if people want to read this book, what should they do? I'll put a link in the show notes but you can go to unbound.com and search my name or there's also a link in our Not Without My Sister Instagram and I've kind of shared links all over the place but we will share more links to it. I have a brilliant idea. search Unbound Rosemary McCabe. We can do a mini-sode, Rosemary, where you read out a segment for everybody and we can talk about it. <sighs> She's dying to critique this book. Let me tell you, this whole week has been like, send me bits, send me bits. I'm going to read them. I'm going to, I'm going to send you some critique. Not bad critique, just like critique. <laughs> Feedback. It's not criticism. Feedback. Feedback. Oh yeah, but sorry, what I was going to say is I'm hoping that it will be published ideally around Valentine's 2022 because I think that'd be a nice time to publish a book about how shit men are. Oh, Straight men. Not all men, hashtag. Hashtag not all men. Now, now I feel like we should both learn the song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You know, the one that's like... um. Let's generalize about men. Oh God, you love that Let's song. You can post that too. Let's generalize about men. Let's take all bad things about one man and apply them to every man. It's a great, it's a great song. And then it goes into a whole segment about sir, about like except gay men. Oh. All gay men are fun and exciting. Oh my God, you can't say anything. You can if you're singing it. Oh, okay, good. That's why I should try that with the kids then. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this mini-sode of Not Without My Sister. I'm Rosemary McCabe. She's Beatrice McCabe. You can get us on Instagram at Rosemary McCabe at Beatrice McCabe with A's in our max. Our, our podcast Instagram is not without my sister. We'd really appreciate it if you followed actually because we'd really like to get to 10,000 followers so that we can then add swipe up links and begin to hashtag monetize our shit. <laughs> that hashtag is going to catch on. Our website is notwithoutmysis.com and you can email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and we will catch you on Tuesday for a full length feature episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a proud member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, the Dublin Story Slam podcast. You can find them all over at thewarren.ie.